Hi, my name is Barry Manandi and you're listening to the ZFM Sport Podcast. Z. For the biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world in front of any player in the world and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport. Let's join the team for the biggest show in the world of sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. It is ZFM Sport, my station, your station. Thursday evening, good evening, Zimbabwe. Welcome to Zimbabwe's biggest sports show on the biggest radio station in the land. My name is Mike Madoda, and joining me is our producer, Sean Tafirenika. Just a two-man team today. It's just Sean and I leading the line. Barry Manandi and Chris should be back on the show in the next coming days. We've got a great show we've got lined up for you. A lot of topical issues. Issues, a lot of issues of interest that a lot of you are talking about and no doubt are following. Not least of all, of course, uh, that much awaited forensic report from Zifa that was done by the SRC. Well, we can tell you that it's been officially released. Okay, and it exposes that there are hundreds of thousands in US dollars and millions in Zimbabwe dollars that are unaccounted for. We'll be taking a look at that report and also discussing some of the implications for Zimbabwe football moving forward. We also have international sports news for you and we go stateside with an NBA report. Now, senior figures at the Golden State Warriors admit the team lacks grit and cohesion as the defending champions extended their record on the road this season to eight straight losses after a 130 to 119 defeat to the Phoenix Suns early this morning. And no doubt uh, this uh, performance by the Golden State Warriors is something that you've been keeping track of, Sean, and no doubt it would have surprised you. Yeah, it's very surprising. I mean, these are the defending champions and to have them go winless on the road so far in eight straight games, that's a bit of a concern. Okay, we'll be taking a look, of course, at the performances of the team, but also taking a look at the performances of Steph Curry, who's doing his best to carry the team. But on the road, it's with limited success. We'll also take you around the world in 60 with updates from Australia, England, as well as the United Arab Emirates. Quick breather with our play of the day. And then the second half of the show is the beautiful game. We'll give you an update on Cristiano Ronaldo, who has been trending over the last couple of days for all the wrong reasons courtesy of that now infamous interview that he has given to Piers Morgan past one was last night and part two is this evening and Manchester United are saying that they'll have to wait until the full interview has been aired before deciding on his future. But there is a feeling within the club that this situation is far more serious than his previous misdemeanors. We'll continue with our FIFA World Cup preview. And today we'll take a look, of course, at Group G, which has got an African flavor with Cameroon in it, alongside Switzerland, Serbia, as well as World 
World Cup champions, five-time World Cup champions, Brazil. And then we'll take a look at the final group, which is Group H, which is expected to be one of the most exciting and competitive as Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay and South Korea prepare to fight it out for two spots into the knockout stages. <laughs> ZFM Stereo is untouchable. Alright, uh, we love to keep it interactive We want to hear from you Lots of topical issues that we are talking about uh, On this evening's show We are talking about that forensic report That's come out of the SRC As far as Zifa finances are concerned We are also going to be talking about The developments at Dynamos The country's biggest and most successful team Chazungus uh, They've got rid of their coach They've got rid of their chairman Where does the bloodbath end As far as the Glamour Boys are concerned And of course, we're going to be talking about The Cristiano Ronaldo situation and update on that interview that he gave Piers Morgan before we begin our build-up to the final two groups at the FIFA World Cup in Qatar which FIFA an African flavor Ghana is there Cameroon is also there Portugal is there and we will also of course be talking about the fortunes of five-time winners Brazil but before we get there let's give you a local sports news roundup where golf cricket and swimming make the news The Home Front. Local sports news and analysis. All right, let's start with golf news where Ryan Kane's consolidated his early lead at the ongoing Zimbabwe Professional Golfers Association Championship after following up his opening round of a four under par 68 with a three under par 69 at Royal Harare yesterday. So Kane's a multiple Sunshine Tour winner is still leading on seven under par 137 in the $10,000 purse tournament, which will see the winner walking home with $1,485 richer. In cricket news, the Northerns completed a comeback to be crowned the 2022-2023 Pro 50 Championship season champions after winning by three runs against Southerns at Queen Sports Club in Blauer yesterday. After being tasked with the, with batting first, Northerns put up 273 for nine and managed to defend it, bowling out their opponents for 270 in 47.4 overs in what turned out to be a closely contested encounter. And finally, swimming as the 16th FINA World Championships get closer, Zimbabwe's coach, Masi Takayeza says they would want their swimmers to post personal best times at the competition. The championships are due to take place from the 13th to the 18th of December in Australia and Zimbabwe fielding four swimmers, Liam Davis, Liam Mohara, Nomvulam Jimba and of course the sensational Donata Katai. The Warriors, the Chevrons, the Cheetahs, the Mighty Warriors, and the Sables. From the pool to the track to the field, we are Team Zimbabwe. Right, uh, the day that many local football followers had been waiting for finally arrived as the Sports and Recreation Commission, the SRC, officially released the long-awaited Zifa Forensic Audit Report, which exposed that there are hundreds of thousands in U.S. dollars and millions in Zimbabwean dollars unaccounted for. Presenting the key findings of the audit report conducted by BDO Chartered Accountants, Sports and Recreation Commission Chairman Gerald Molochwa pointed out the financial irregularities, some of the hindrances that were encountered in compiling the report, as well as the upcoming steps in the path to clean up football. Let's hear from the SRC chairman. The forensic audit covered the following areas. 
verify that all grants received from the government of Zimbabwe, COSAFA, CAF, and FIFA were recorded in the financial records of ZIFA, ascertain whether the grants uh, were utilized for the intended purposes, verify completeness of all other income received by ZIFA, verify expenditure incurred by ZIFA, ensuring that it is adequately supported and was for the benefit of the association. When you go through this report, you also find that there were instances where the auditors were not able to go further than, um, uh, 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 than ZIFA itself. Important in this respect was the obtaining of financial records, or let me say bank statements, from uh, at least two financial institutions. Those institutions, the position that they took when they were approached was to the effect that they were not prepared to release those bank statements. The other hindrance they had, and I think this is a great weakness uh, with, with ZIFA itself, was the lack of supporting documentation. Uh, a lot of the transactions that you'll see detailed in this report are not supported by any of the usual financial uh, uh, accounting records that one would uh, expect to see in an organization, particularly in an organization like this, that is not only getting funding from uh, government uh, itself, but also from FIFA, from CAF, COSAFA, uh, etc., etc. One would expect that you would find, you know, immaculate records that are easily um, uh, accessible and easy to follow. That is, uh, that is not there. And the auditors also make their remarks insofar as that is concerned. And it's essentially to say part of that may well have been deliberate to mask fraudulent transactions or transactions that were not entirely for the benefit of, of, uh, of, um, of, of, of the association itself. Key in that respect, and I'll highlight this uh, example because the example essentially embodies everything that I'm talking about, everything that is uh, or was wrong with uh, ZIFA insofar as financial management, accountability um, is uh, concerned. Is, and I'll just go to the relevant page, uh, and I know this was a point of interest. So, you know, you, you, you have this aspect of you know, unaccounted for grant income, for example. And I'll read the paragraph here. The grant of 182,700 United States dollars uh, received on 20th December 2018 was omitted from the association's books of accounts for 2018. The grant was deposited into a FIFA designated EcoBank account number, account number is stated, which had been recently opened on 20th December 2018 by Mr. Kamambo, Mr. Machana, and Mr. Mamute, who were the signatories. According to the accountant, the new bank account had not been disclosed to the finance department by the end of the 2018 financial year, hence the omission of the grant from the financial statements. On 24th December 2018, an amount of 50,000 was transferred from the new bank account into the Ziva General account number and accounted for a sponsorship income on posting to the ledger. We also noted three cash withdrawals of $10,000 each made in the name of Mr. Mamute from the EcoBank account on 21st December 2018 
24th December 2018 and 28th December 2018 respectively. We could not trace the cash withdrawals to the accounting records of ZIFA and no supporting documents were availed to show how the funds were utilized. Any two of the signatories to the new EcoBank account could sign. However, we could not establish the two signatories for the cash withdrawals because of lack of supporting documents. The remaining bank balance of 102,000 after deducting 50,000, 30,000 and bank charges of $380, this is United States dollars, uh, was reported as grant income in the 2019 financial statements. This bank account then became the main uh, FIFA designated account in 2019 where most of the funds from FIFA were now being deposited. It should be noted that we were unable to confirm whether there were, uh, there, there were other ZIFA bank accounts which were opened and operated during the period under audit without the knowledge of the finance team. ZIFA should consider engaging the Reserve Bank so that, so that it can compel all banks to disclose information of all bank accounts which were opened and operated during the period under audit. Essentially, I know it's quite technical what they're saying, but essentially they're saying that the, the, there's a balance of 102,000 that cannot actually be accounted for in the books of what? In the books of ZIFA, emanating from this so-called grant income. That's, that's in summary what they're saying. So in short, uh, outside of the roller tag amounts, you have got an amount of 617,000 United States dollars which has no supporting documentation whatsoever, including the cash payments that we've uh, highlighted. And then an additional amount of 73 million Zimbabwe dollars, also without any supporting documents as to what those payments were for, etc., etc. And again, I go back to this is where the auditors faced constraint, particularly with the Zim dollar payments, to say, where were these payments going? from the bank account. Yes, the bank account shows this, but they don't show to whom those payments were being made. And that will be the subject of what or further investigation, apart from the other issues that have been highlighted in this, uh, in, in this uh, report itself. Right? So, ladies and gentlemen, that essentially in summary form is the audit report what I've avoided doing uh, in, in, in making this presentation, uh, and you'll see it for yourself in the report, because there are aspects where specific names, specific allegations are made. But the purpose of this press conference is not a witch hunt. It's not to, to, to point fingers at people. It is not to conduct a kangaroo court. It is just simply saying the audit report is here. We're making it available to yourselves. It is being made available to ZIFA. It is being made available to FIFA. And importantly, it is also being made available to the authorities. And I'm talking specifically here, the Zimbabwe Republic Police, the exchange control authorities, as well as the tax authorities. I'm talking about Zimbra, to undertake the further investigations where certain uh, information remains unclear. Will there be prosecutions? Let us see, let us leave that to those authorities that are mandated to make those decisions. The, what we do as SRC is we present the evidence and we say, take it from here. We are not the Attorney General's office. We are not the Zimbabwe Republic Police. 
We're not the Reserve Bank or Exchange Control Authorities, and we're certainly not tax authorities. Let's move away from the notion of thinking that everything that we're doing here is intended to ensure that FIFA lifts Zimbabwe's suspension. All right, that's not the intention. The intention is to fix football administration in Zimbabwe. That's the, that's the priority. That is SRC's stated priority. Let's fix the game. When we fixed it, then we'll go to FIFA and say, look, we're happy, we've done what it is that we think needed to be done. Uh, you may not agree with us, but that is what we've done. And can we now start talking about what? The lifting of the suspension, etc., etc. Let's not be beholden to FIFA at this point in time. If we do that, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, if we do that, the game in this country will never, ever improve. See. Yeah. That's uh, the SRC Chairman uh, Gerald Molochwa presenting uh, some of the uh, key findings uh, from that uh, forensic report uh, that was an audit report uh, conducted by BDO Chartered Accountants into the uh, financial affairs of the Zimbabwe Football Association, uh, ZIFA. Uh, Sean, you attended the press conference and of course no doubt you've been able to peruse uh, these findings uh, quite thoroughly. Uh, And yes, he does of course highlight some of the financial irregularities, but uh, one of the things that he also does mention is the fact that this report was compiled without full information. They didn't have access to all the information. Uh, the, I think, uh, banks and the financial institutions yes. gave them the runaround. Uh, so uh, we must acknowledge beforehand that uh, whilst there are some interesting revelations, this report is premised on incomplete information. Exactly, because to get that information is private and confidential. You need a search warrant or you need a court order. And uh, I don't think that... They, no, 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 not that I don't think they didn't have that. So because of that, they can only compile these findings, but they feel that they have enough to submit to the authorities, the relevant authorities, like you mentioned, and they can now be able to conduct a full investigation. And uh, from the implication was that they are pretty optimistic that they've got... They've, them, got, a, they've got a tight case. That, yeah. that, that, that they've got a tight case. That, that they can nail Felton Kamambo exactly. uh, and, of course, his cohorts at Zifa who are accused of uh, misappropriating the hundreds of thousands in US dollars as well as the millions of dollars in RTGS that have been found missing uh, at Zifa. I've heard rumblings though. Uh The the other money though, the, the money from FIFA... This, yeah. is, this is for Zifa to use that at their own discretion. How privy are they to be sharing these kind of records? Because this is not government money. And, and that's, that's, that's the point. Uh, and I think uh, we've made this previous point, uh, Sean, in previous discussions uh, with uh, Alois and with Barry, uh, as well as Chris here in the studio, that you know what? Uh, I think they can only hold uh, Zifa's feet to the fire as far as the funds that came from government uh, and uh, from them are concerned exactly. or from the Minister of Sport are concerned. But as far as funding that came from FIFA is concerned, they do not have any jurisdiction, uh, just to borrow a popular uh, legal term there. So it's going to be very difficult for them to compel uh, Zifa to hand over documents and uh, to hand over whatever information they are seeking as far as the usage of FIFA funds are concerned. And FIFA themselves will tell uh, the SRC that, you know what, that is not your jurisdiction. 
we account for our own money. We will, of course, put forth our own investigative processes and use those to prosecute the administration in Zimbabwe should we find it necessary. Yeah, and and what I'm fearing now is that looking at that entire process and all the steps that the SRCs uh, keep outlining that they're going to do this and do that to clean up the game and then we can start talking about the FIFA suspension when I probe them in terms of timelines they were not very clear and that is my main cause of concern that I, we I have think, no I, idea. I think he's actually quite clear. Uh, uh, he, he comes out to the end there and he says that if you guys are thinking uh, that this is about the lifting of the suspension this is not about it. This is about trying to clean Zimbabwe football, trying to fix Zimbabwe football. So right now, it looks like for me, it's an open calendar. It could be two months. It could be six months. Mm. It could be 18 months. It could be three years. It could be six years. Yeah. It seems that they are focusing on trying to fix Zimbabwe football. However, I feel like, Sean, that they're ignoring precedent. Precedent the world over. Okay. Precedent on the continent on how similar situations have unfolded or have been handled by FIFA. If you're talking about fixing football, there must also be the realization that the custodians of football the world over is FIFA. So we cannot ignore what's coming out of Zurich. We cannot ignore what's coming out of Switzerland. So the demands that FIFA is putting on our local game, is putting on the SRC, is putting on ZIFA, must be taken into consideration. We can't talk about we can't be beholden unto FIFA. Well, I'm sorry, Gerald Mulochon. We have to be beholden to FIFA to a certain extent. Yes, we cannot give up our sovereignty and let the nation be governed from Zurich or from Switzerland. But as far as the game is concerned, it's important that if we are affiliates of FIFA, that we must play by FIFA rules. And that is just a simple thing. So I, I'm a bit concerned. And it looks like, uh, Sean, that, listen, the, the nation that we were suspended with, Kenya, Kenya yes. uh, they seem to have come to the conclusion that, you know what, mm, we may be swimming around in the muck here and not heading anywhere. Yeah, they've written to FIFA and said that they've, they've reinstated the positions of um, the, 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 the previous administrators who were in office. And of course, it was the same, similar allegations. Um, so they've given up the funds. fight. <laughs> exactly. So they've given up the fight. They've said, we've put everything back that you asked for FIFA. We've met all your requirements. Please lift the suspension, and um, no doubt that in a, in a, is, is in a that is, is is that a recommendation you'd give to say, guys, you know what? Uh, this looks like a fight that we may not be able to win. Uh, it's nothing but pride here that's keeping us in the fight. Uh, let's give up the ghost. Uh, let's just realign ourselves with FIFA and see how football can fix itself. Because what I don't understand is that these two things can happen at the same time. I think we can fix our football even if we are back under the auspices of FIFA. But with the way that they are speaking, it's no, let's clean everything mm. up first and then we, 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 we talk to FIFA and have our, sus our suspension lifted. And, uh, and I, I feel we can do both and we should be aiming to do both because we are losing a generation of talent. No, no, no international competitions, nothing at the moment that is happening and we're just going around and around in circles. And all of this, it may amount to nothing. We, after all 
all of this is done, FIFA will still say, no, we said bring back the Kamambo-led executive committee. Well, what do you think? Get in touch with us. Have your say your way. 0731-168-045. Already the messages are starting to come in. People with your thoughts on that situation, which is pitted the SRC versus ZIFA. And when I talk about ZIFA, I'm talking about Felton Kamambo and as well as, of course, Machana, who are suspended. The likes of Malandule, also suspended. But FIFA is backing them and saying that, you know what, reinstate them if Zimbabwe is to be allowed back into the football uh, family. 0731-168-045. Let's read the messages as they come in. Uh, this one says, hi, guys. Um, from what I hear uh, from the SRC chairman, sounds like the report is a high-sounding nothing to borrow from Shakespeare. Regards, Nyati. Uh, all... Uh, listen... It, 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 it. Again, I, I just try and look at all this and think to myself that in one sentence, Sean, you are saying that you're going to send this uh, report to FIFA. In the next breath, you're saying that let's not be beholden unto FIFA. We got to choose here and pick whether FIFA is important or not. Exactly. And um, the... Um, he kept on mentioning, and that is um, um, the chairman, uh, Gerard Mulotswa, that they are in no rush. But like you're saying, but we're still saying we are updating FIFA each and every step of the way. So all of this has the aim of us being, the, the, the suspicion being lifted. And I don't understand why the issues are being looked at separately when it's all connected, it's all joined together. Tawanda Matara from Eastview. Good evening to you. Thank you so much for tuning in to ZFM Stereo and ZFM Sport. You say the fight between the Sports and Recreation Commission and ZIFA is now turning into the rumble in the jungle. But with FIFA's backing, Kamambo is going to be victorious at the end. And you, 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 you kind of like, you, you, you kind of like know what or appreciate what the SRC is trying to do to clean up the game because at the end of the day who doesn't want the game to be cleaned up who doesn't want the game to be fixed who doesn't want better structures better systems put in place and a lot of people appreciate that but you also then get sure just at the back of your mind that lingering feeling that you know what ultimately what FIFA wants they always get and it will be so in this situation yeah the specifications were clearly laid out in black and white on paper what we are supposed to do and as long as we don't do that um, I hate to say this but it, it seems that all of this may not count for much at the end right uh, Hansi the auditors did a good job and it's now up to the anti-corruption commission the ZRP the office of uh, the uh, prosecutor general uh, those guys that to be honest uh, if the evidence is presented before them they're going to have to pull finger uh, institute investigations and try and see of course if there's criminal liability Uh, goes on to say why are two people holding the sport at ransom Kamambo is a selfish individual if he cares about the youthful footballers he should just throw in the towel and let football flourish again after all what does he stand to gain from fighting with the sports and Recreation Commission. Kamambo remains a Zimbabwean after FIFA and ZIFA. No, Kamambo is clearly sure that he doesn't care because this has been going on for a full year now and he doesn't seem to have come to the table to actually want to throw in the towel. So, as it stands, he he's literally just hiding behind FIFA and, and that's why we're in this uh, 
impasse so to say all right uh, let's just read one more message here before we get into the dynamo story and it's from the landlord he says already if we go to the streets a lot of children no longer want to play football in zimbabwe because of how the game is run hi my name is Rune shamba my tour is super striker you're listening to zfm sports Faro to Barberfield, Mandawa to Nyamunga. All the perfect moments in the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League come together on ZFM Sport. All right, a quick update about Dynamos and, of course, the Akosha. Tondera Indirai has broken his silence on the decision taken by the club to not renew his contract when it expires next month. And Indirai, speaking through his manager, Gerald Maguranyanga, blamed the suspension imposed on him by the Dynamos executive in May for the trophyless season endured in the blue half of the capital. In a statement he released to the press, it reads, for the record, Mr. Indirai officially assumed his football leadership role at the club in 2019 in the month of May. Due to COVID-19, the PSL League for 2020 was cancelled. Only the Chibuku Super Cup was competed for in 2021. 2022 was Mr. Nderaya's supposed full season in charge. Uh, sadly, the same 2022 season was hampered by an untimely mid-season suspension, which ill-timed suspension created intolerable anxiety um, amongst the players and the coaching staff at the club. Mr. Nderaya endured the unfortunate suspension when the club was sitting pretty on top of the PSL log. Naturally, such unsettling action affected the team's subsequent performances. Whilst the final position 3 of 18 achieved by Dynamos on the PSL log was not glorious, it is also not abject failure considering the prevailing difficult conditions of service at Dynamos Football Club. You agree with that? We touched on it yesterday, Sean. The the suspension, mid-season, Dynamos going great guns. Yes, the football was not easy on the eye. It was not entertaining. But at that stage of the season, it looked like Ndiraya had his ish together. Exactly, because they were top of the log at the, at the point of the suspension. And it's not rumblings we're actually hearing from the executive that the football is not pleasing on the eye. It's rumblings that we're he- we were hearing from the fans. So holistically, if you look at this in retrospect, um, suspending a coach mm. at that point of the season was a mistake. And especially when they haven't clearly articulated what and, he and, did. And, and the fact that, that they reinstated wrong. him. Yes, uh, and then they reinstated him. And some people shows. are saying maybe there was, <laughs> there was no one in the market. Uh, interested in the job. But who's in the market right now? <laughs> who's interested in the job? And then finally, Sean, Dynamo's finishing third. Did they underachieve? Is that a disaster for you? It's, or something they can build on? It's not a disaster. I think they fell short, but it's something that they, they could have built on. But now they're resetting with a new coach and new expectations next season. So we'll have to see how that will go. The hits live here. I can't help National Sports News Roundup, where the world comes out to play. Whether it's the NBA or NFL, the best of America on ZFM Sport. All right. 
right, let's switch it up a bit uh, from uh, the local as well as the football to stateside and basketball where the Golden State Warriors admit the team lacks grit and cohesion as the NBA defending champions extended their record on the road this season to eight straight losses after a 130-19 to defeat to the Phoenix Suns early this morning. Steph Curry says he needs to be a better leader in a team that is struggling to play as a unit. We need to figure out what it's going to take to win and what everybody needs to do uh, differently, more consistently, um, a level of focus and intensity that will hopefully you know, prove to show and, 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 and wins no matter what the stat sheet looks like, no matter how we get it done, because nobody likes this feeling at all. And forget the road record. It's just we can't find a sustainable period of success where um, you know, habits start to form and, you know, we're in a position where we're coming off the court feeling good about ourselves. You know, we're, we're still searching and chasing a little bit. It's funny, you know, what uh, that we, we, we're hearing, Steph, uh, that uh, he is uh, taking more responsibility for those defeats. But if you take a look at his personal performances, my goodness, this guy, he, is, he dropped 50 points just last night yep. in that defeat. And uh, he's regularly scored north of 40 uh, and is averaging, I think, early 30s. I think he's the second highest uh, scorer in the league, uh, the second uh, highest average scorer as well in the league. So his personal output has been very high. But the team just isn't firing. And where's it gone wrong, Sean? I think right now it's, the, it's a disconnection between the starting five and what's coming from the bench. And this has also been affected by the run of results because you take a look at that second unit, which has a ton of talent. If yeah. you look at players like such as Jordan Poole and um, uh, Dante DiVincenzo. But the problem is, do you keep playing them when the team is losing? And I think now they are having the first unit stay on longer because the results aren't going their way, especially on the road. And now there's a disconnect. They're trying to find, they're trying to find winning combinations. Exactly. But, but let's talk about the defensive output as well, Sean, because uh, uh, the Golden State Warriors, for all the attacking flair, we talk about Steph Curry, perhaps the best shooter that the game has ever seen. And in my mind, certainly the best shooter the game has ever seen. Clay Thompson uh, and players like that. Uh, Paul, who you talked about, great offensively. But they've always been respected for their defensive efforts. Not so this season. Yeah, not so this season. I mean, they were ranking second last season in terms of uh, defensive That's efficiency. in the entire league. In the entire league. And then this season, 27th in the entire NBA. That just shows you that they've fallen way, way short. They're allowing nearly 13 points more per game. And uh, this is something that uh, Steve Kerr has suggested that some of the struggles are down to effort levels. But it's, the effort level also has to do with are you engaged are you are you in the game and when you're not coming on for minutes when you're still trying to find that balance between this first unit and the second unit i think you start to have these problems that creep up all right uh, let's take a look at the western conference uh, which is the conference uh, that the golden state warriors find themselves in where they are not even in the top 10 uh, at the very top portland trail blazers my goodness they're having a wonderful start to the nba season they lead the phoenix suns the denver nuggets the utah jazz and the new orleans pelicans who are are in fifth place. I was going to say Barry. <laughs> I'm so used to doing this with Barry. But Sean, have the Trailblazers surprised you? They have surprised me quite a bit because I never thought that they'll be in this position and I think they've found a balance. We, 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 we were saying that the, the balance in the first unit and the second unit and with uh, Damien Lillard finding uh, the Dame, Jeremy Grant, who you think 
He's an unknown. He's not even an all-star. But he has come up big this season as a big playing center and averaging about 26 points per game. Um, he's, he's, he's definitely contributing to Damien Lillard who now is running the floor and has options all over the park and we know that the Dame can shoot lights out. Yeah, absolutely. Let's take a look at uh, the Eastern Conference. The Boston, uh, Boston Celtics, they lead the way. They've got the best record in the NBA at the moment. 12 wins and just three defeats. So the Milwaukee Bucks, the former champions, have got 11 wins and three defeats. They are in second. The Atlanta Hawks are in third. The Cleveland Cavaliers, they are in fourth and the Toronto Raptors are in fifth. Your upcoming key games, Portland Trail Blazers versus the Brooklyn Nets should be a good game that one. Washington Wizards versus the Miami Heat. Philadelphia 76ers versus the Milwaukee Bucks. Dallas Mavericks versus the Denver Nuggets and the Golden State Warriors will be at home. They'll be taking on the New York Knicks. So that means that they should win this one. <laughs> they should win it. <laughs> Hi, my name is Zuba Amute, Los Angeles Clippers small forward, and you're listening to ZFM Sport. Around the world in 60 seconds, international sports news. All right, let's take you around the world in 60, starting in Australia, where Australia center, uh, where Australia cantered rather to a six-wicket victory over England in the opening one-day international in Adelaide, chasing 288 to win. Uh, David Warner's 86, Travis Head's 69, and Steve Smith's 80 not out. So the hosts are home with 19 balls left. England made 287 for nine in their 50 overs, well, with D- David Mullins 134 off 128 balls, anchoring the innings as they recover from 30. 143 and 118.45. In England, Owen Farrell will earn his 100th cap for England on Saturday when he leads the team against New Zealand. Farrell will be joined by England's midfield by returning Manu Tiolagi, who started on the bench against Japan in the order for his game to be managed. Now, Marcus Smith remains at fly half with Jack Van Potterfield alongside him as scrum half, and Ben Youngs is named on the bench. And the news coming from the United Arab Emirates, Nico Hockenberg will replace Mick Schumacher at Haas for the 2023 Formula 1 season. Haas's decision brings to an end Schumacher's two-year spell in the sport with fellow German Hockenberg signing uh, with fellow German Hockenberg signing competing the grid for next season. And to think Mike that uh, Mick Schumacher is not going to have a seat. Yeah, that's uh, but it just shows you uh, that uh, at some point you can't ride on the, a great name. Uh, you've got to put in uh, performances. He's very promising, uh, but they're just better and more experienced drivers available out there. Do not touch my radio. Hey, this is Cover Say your way. Operator. 
Right, uh, the messages have been coming in and of course a lot of people with your thoughts uh, on that uh, report, uh, the uh, forensic uh, audit report uh, that was uh, released today by the SRC and we're just going to read your messages here very quickly because we've got the beautiful game to get uh, through. Uh, hi guys um, these uh, FIFA guys might have benefited from these funds, that's why they will throw this report out and again uh, I'll go back to the fact that Sean, uh, you know what, this really is chump change uh, when it comes to FIFA and I think people need to understand the magnitude of the FIFA funds that uh, the likes of Infantino are dealing with and the pots that they chow out of. Uh, we're not talking about a couple of million guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah. the, the, this World Cup alone, for example, in Qatar, is set to earn FIFA uh, $12 billion over the course of just six weeks. Yeah. Yeah. When you yeah. talk about uh, uh, 500,000 and uh, 1.2 million, Zugutumirog Zimbabwe, and all they need from Zimbabwe is our vote that yeah, one vote it. and so when this uh, report reaches their desk it will just probably just pile up in dust Anzi Koka Mambo Netim Vakadzoka Mosha Zodi that is Duve out in Mangora very good question of course uh, that uh, if they are accused and if they are found to have you know what criminal liability and then if they have to be put back in office again uh, does it not make it doubly difficult then uh, to uh, prosecute these guys or to get uh, rid of them from our football uh, Another message here says, I think the SRC are doing a good job. Well done to Gerald Molochwa. Uh, let's send a message to all other sporting discipline administrators. And of course, that's uh, that you can't just, you know what, do what you want uh, without being held uh, accountable. Uh, and then uh, more and more messages here. Uh, Armstrong uh, from Mabel Rain says good evening team the SRC is very excellent but it was very uh, appreciable to fix our football while we align with FIFA which is a point that you brought up uh, Sean because uh, we're going to take two to three years to fix our football and that will be penalizing the Kamambo late team then FIFA comes back to say we want Kamambo first in the office it'll be difficult to convince Kamambo after we convict or harass him uh, of which FIFA wants him I think it's good to prioritize FIFA then our own football second so that whatever steps we are taking will be in line with the football mother uh, body. Uh, then uh, another message here, do the money, the anti-money laundering regulations apply to such institutions as FIFA? The sovereignty and rule of law in Zim apply to FIFA. Is football exempt from legality? Meaning only FIFA can determine criminality in football uh, wherever. Football above law. Well, I don't think FIFA says that uh, they are the only ones who can determine criminality in football, but they say that they are the only ones who can hold people accountable for their own resources. For their funds, yes. Yeah, for their funds. They'll send uh, their own audit teams. They'll go through their internal processes, yes. not external ones. Yeah, because and Zifa is an affiliate, so we work according to the FIFA constitution and the rules that govern the affiliation of the Football Association uh, to uh, FIFA as, of course, uh, the organization that's providing oversight over football internationally. When we come back, we'll be giving you the beautiful game. Quick update on Ronaldo, and then, of course, we talk Group G and H at the FIFA World Cup. Your, your hit mu- music station. My station. Your station. It's everybody's station. Z FM Stereo. The big leagues. The big teams. The big players. The beautiful game on ZFM Sport.
Well, let's give you an update, of course, on that uh, trending story, Cristiano Ronaldo, in the headlines. And we can tell you, of course, uh, that there have been uh, developments. And uh, according to sources, Manchester United say that they'll wait until the full interview has been aired before deciding on his future. But there's a feeling within the club that this situation is far more serious than his previous misdemeanor. Sources say that United are exploring ways of sacking Ronaldo after the first clips emerged of his explosive sit-down with Piers Morgan. Uh, Part one was last night, Sean. Part two is tonight. So, uh, after tonight, the full interview would have aired and we expect, of course, Manchester United to move rather swiftly yeah. after the interview has been fully uh, aired. No, 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 no. The, their position right now between the two parties has become untenable because if you look at what Christian has done and disrespected the entire institution for him to remain, it will set a wrong precedence for other players. So they have to get rid of him. But I think that's going to be the challenge. How they're going to get rid of him and where is he going to go and who will want him? Well, let's talk about the... the, the uh... The complicity of of, of, of of Piers Morgan in this, because having watched the interview, the first part, I thought to myself, and I'm thinking, you know what, the leading questions that Piers was asking, I was thinking to myself, can Ronaldo not see that this guy is using him? Yeah, for his own fame. Is using him. Uh, and for me, that's a worry. Because uh, it's quite clearly evident to anyone who's watched that 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 was not a journalistic interview. That was about Piers Morgan trying to get uh, controversial sound bites, and that's why if you watched it, all the questions were leading. Yeah. Where you do you feel betrayed? By yes. Do you feel betrayed? Of course, he's going <laughs> to say yes. <laughs> you know. So uh, for me, hey, hey, you know what? Let's talk about this after the entire interview has been completed. Right now, let's go to the World Cup. Jogo Bonito, Tiki Taka, Total Football. It's a football celebration where only the best are invited. Messi, Ronaldo, Neymar, Benzema. The stars come out to play on your Qatar 2022 World Cup update on CFM Sport. Group G has got uh, the record uh, five-time holders, Brazil. They are in that group. They boast the talents of Neymar as their key player. In their group will be Serbia, and they've got that wily old fox schema in midfield. Dusan Tadic, who plays for Ajax Amsterdam as a key player to watch. The Swiss are in that group as well. Granit Xhaka has been having a phenomenal season at Arsenal, and he'll be expected to show up things in central midfield and then Cameroon complete that group and their key player is Vincent Abu Bakar. Uh, interesting group that one. You do suspect Sean that Brazil I think have got just too much quality for that group and should be able to progress without much hindrance from that group. Yeah, exactly because if you take a look at the Serbia, Switzerland and Cameroon, Brazil are clearly more talented and they haven't won the World Cup since 2002. So they've got and plenty of motivation. They've got plenty of motivation. I think Chiche is the first coach to go to two consecutive World Cup without bringing the trophy home so there's also pressure on him and it's all about who's going to snap that uh, second spot because Serbia, Switzerland and Cameroon are all Evenly poised. It's, it's like they're, they're, I was, was going to ask that and say, you know what? If you had asked for two European nations in your group as an African nation, and you saw Serbia and Switzerland, I think you you'd be able to say, I can live with that. 
I can live because it could have been worse. You could have got a Portugal, you could have got a Holland, you could have got an England, a France. But these are two nations which the African nations, like Cameroon, for example, will be looking at and saying, you know what, if we play well, we can get a result yeah. here. Because just like earlier today, Ghana beat Switzerland 2-0. Yeah, that shows that they can be beatable. So then how, how far can Cameroon go? Yeah, to be honest, I, I, I don't have faith in Cameroon. I think they will be competitive. I don't. I don't think they're going to be blown away. But as to whether they can proceed to the knockout stages, I don't think they've got sufficient quality. Uh, let's move on to Group H, and Group H is a very interesting one. Uh, Group H has got Portugal key player. Cristiano Ronaldo, the man we are all talking about. Ghana, who of course uh, will have the likes of Andre Ayu. Uruguay, Federico Valverde, Luis Suarez, Edinson Cavani. they got so many players. Darwin Nunes, world-class quality. And South Korea, of course, will have Son Heung-min, who we know from his goal-scoring exploits at Tottenham Hotspur. That one. It's a tough group, Sean. It's a very tough group, but for me, I'll definitely think uh, Portugal will make it out. And then I think the battle again, similar to Group um, um, uh, G, it will, will be between Ghana, Uruguay, and uh, South Korea. I think Uruguay will be looking at uh, Portugal and thinking, we can have them. We can have them. Because the, the, if you take a look at the talent that they have, Sean, I mean, uh, let, let's take a look at With Uruguay. Frankie. For me, they are the dark horse. Because if you take a look at the, at the, they got a nice balance between emerging talent and then experienced guys who've been at this stage and done it before. So players like Fernando Muslera, who's in goal, experienced mm. keeper, Diego Godin, the likes of Martin Caceres, the likes of Luis Suarez, Edison Cavani, and then they got the new generation of Ronald Araujo, Barcelona, Federico Valverde, possibly Real Madrid's most important player at the moment, Darwin Nunes. Facundo Torres, Facundo Pelistri. The experienced head that you mentioned are aging, Mike. And that is my main People concern. People will tell you him. that Ronaldo is aging. <laughs> but I, don't, I actually don't think he's the key player in that team. I know we listed him, mm. but I actually think the, the man Where will the goals win. come from? If, the, if Ronaldo doesn't fire for Portugal, where do the goals come from? They've got to play him, surely. Yeah, they, 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 they have to play him. Um, Diogo Jota is injured. He Diogo was there, another regular supply of goals. I'm thinking João Felix has to step up for, for Portugal in this one. And Bruno Fernandes as well, the, the, the goals are going to have to come if from If you him. have to pick who scores more goals, Darwin Nunes and Joao Felix. <laughs> who do you yeah, think? No, it's definitely Darwin Nunes. So, so that's why I'm saying, you know what, Uruguay will be taking a look at the game versus Portugal and I don't think they're going to be intimidated. Yeah. I think they'll think, you know what, we can go and match Portugal pound for pound and we can possibly get a result here. You know, that's a beautiful uh, thing about football. Always opinionated, always different views. And guess what? Tomorrow we do this again as we build up and present to you a World Cup special before the opening round of matches and the opening game, which of course will be played on Sunday. It's been a great one, Sean. Great doing this with you. Yeah, we'll be back again tomorrow to do it all over again. Five past six. Play it safe. Keep it clean. Until tomorrow. It's Messi! It is the cleanest of clean finishes from the best on the planet. The biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners.
of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world in front of any player in the world and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. Hi, this is Mike Madud, and you can catch me and the team for all the latest breaking news out of the world of sport, local as well as international, on your favorite station, my station, your station, ZFM. We are Z Team on ZFM Sport. Z.